I'm Elise Liffring. And I'm Damien Fowler. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. This week, we sit down with Andrea Sullivan, the Chief Marketing Officer at VaynerX, the holding company that houses several businesses, including the ad agency VaynerMedia, founded by Gary Vaynerchuk and his brother in 2009. It does a lot of other things too, describing itself as a global creative and media agency. Andrea joined the company in 2018, becoming the CMO only a year later. She describes her role as growing global brands, building C-suite communities of decision makers, unlocking high-performance cultures, amongst many other things. Andrea is also a professor and sits on many boards, including the United Nations Association of New York and the Miami Art School. Above all, she's a great believer that what makes a brand vibrant is its connection to culture. And she should know, Andrea has 30 years of experience in marketing and advertising. Thirty years! Oh my goodness, I don't think I've counted it. I actually loved the period of COVID because it forced me and it forced all of us to come up with some innovative ways of thinking and of doing. And I loved this period where I was I was able to work with the team in standing up a platform called Marketing for the Now, which is a video content series. And we have 10-minute rapid-fire interviews with everyone from CMOs to celebrities to creators to students. And it's all about what's happening in this moment. We have about 100,000 viewers with each episode. Um, It's global in nature. So we touch 144 different countries. Uh, But we're still running it today. So three more than three years later, let's see, 384 speakers. 43 episodes. And so it's been really fun to build that. Um, We then stood up an educational program so that every single day we offered something to our clients that they could learn about and they met new friends. We've since then stood up a community that allows for those that are looking for jobs to be able to share a little bit more about what they're looking for. We bring in those that are also seeking talent. And so we help help them to kind of land um, their next dream job. So only to say that I love to build platforms where we can bring different people together and build those communities. So I'm curious what initially brought you to the advertising world? I really love to build new things that are in service of our communities. I actually started more in marketing. I was selling fruits and vegetables at a farmer's market in Madison, Wisconsin, And a farmer actually taught me everything I know about marketing. And a lot of it was trying to gain insights from those that are on the front lines and learn about what makes people tick. Uh, And so when I would go to the farmer's market on Saturdays with my friend, Farmer Bill, he was really smart and he built fantastic hoop houses that allowed us to bring vegetables to the farmer's market square. So we were the first ones to come with sugar snap peas and the first ones to come with the big pile of beets. And we learned about the power of abundance, the power of interactivity. So people were attracted to big piles of things and they wanted to interact with the the vegetables. They wanted an experience where we would take photographs of them as they were picking out their vegetables and posing with the beets and all the vegetables and things like that. Um, and it was at that point in time that I felt like I was very inspired about learning the psychology of 
human behavior and all of those things. And so I brought that into marketing and branding and did that for many, many years and almost shied away from advertising um, for a bit. And it wasn't until I started seeing some of the things that were being done by more innovative agencies outside of where I was at the time that I got really excited about joining VaynerMedia um, after meeting Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. You speak about culture and VaynerX is an agency that's very much plugged into the culture at large. Could you talk a little bit about what you're seeing in culture, you know, and how you bring these observations into what you do? So Vayner is all about moving at the speed of culture, and we've really changed up our model in a way that's very different from that of traditional agencies. So we really celebrate getting to know where the customer is, following attention, understanding where there's underpriced attention, and working in a highly integrated way. Just recently, we have transformed all of our strategists into something that we call post-creative strategist. So we have 130 post-creative strategists whose sole focus is getting close to the customer, understanding what's working, what's not out in the world, getting into highly engaged conversations after we're putting a lot of different social out there so that we can be listening and learning and adapting and changing in a highly integrated way. So whereas most traditional agencies are coming up with big ideas um, in the boardroom and perhaps looking at opportunities to put those out there across linear television and then bringing them down, cutting them up for social, we really believe in sort of a social up approach. Because in today's world, brand is really built in social. We also know that you sit on multiple boards from the United Nations Association of New York, the Miami Ad School. I'm interested in that whole mission-driven element of your career and how that ties back to the, the things that you were just talking about. Yeah, well, my career has been one where I'm highly focused on building different communities, you know, whether they're communities with our CMOs and our clients, whether it's communities within our own cultures. And part of that is really driven by my belief that we're all responsible for giving back. Um, and there's something I really celebrate with Gary, where we believe in generosity and the power of good karma. But additionally, I think those of us that work in corporations can come up with really fantastic ideas that can help the nonprofits of the world. One of the boards that I'm most excited about um, is an organization called Creative Spirit, and they focus on finding jobs for those with disabilities. You know, there's a really scary statistic that 85% of those with disabilities are unemployed. And only 12% of corporations include those with disabilities, including intellectual disabilities, as a part of their DE&I hiring efforts. The goal of Creative Spirit is to create a million jobs in the next decade. The other thing that we're, you know, we're very interested in looking at how we can reimagine what education looks like. I have been a professor at the School of Visual Arts for going on eight years and running something called Pitch Perfect, where we have a client who provides us with a brief and we have client teams who pitch their ideas each and every year. It's interesting to see the caliber of the students that come in. Increasingly, they're, they think in a very holistic way. So, you know, we talked a little bit about the importance of having a more integrated approach so that we're not separating media buying and strategy and creative and all those kinds of things. A lot of the students now naturally come as creators and they're thinking 
um, in ways that are very different than perhaps when I started teaching. It's been a fantastic experience to learn as much from the students as they may learn from me. VaynerX also describes itself as both a global creative and a media agency. For a long time, you know, those two worlds didn't really merge ever. (laughs) They've been separate for a long, long time. But now the lines seem to be like blurring a little bit. And I wouldn't say it's just VaynerX doing so. Why do you think it makes sense to integrate these two? And how would you say your model is different? That's the only way that you can move at the speed of culture is to bring together a lot of smart minds who can look at how can we make brands truly relevant and putting authentic creative out there, make sure that it's contextually right, depending on the platform where it exists. And so we're constantly trying to figure out where is attention moving. We're looking at a lot of the TikTokification of many of the platforms. You just saw the launch of Threads, which has had this heroic embrace, uh, huge acquisition numbers overnight. I think they reached 100 million in, in five days, which is astounding. Being able to move at that speed and to, you know, have approach that really leans into how you find right versus being right, meaning that we put a lot of different pieces of creative out there. We stay really close to it. We focus on many, many micro targets, cohorts, we call them. And based on performance um, of any of those pieces of creative, we'll then double down, we'll adapt quickly, change, listen, learn, and then we can invest in the, you know, in the pieces of creative that are working and then really double down on those pieces and potentially even moving all the way from social all the way up to Super Bowl ads. Um, We've had a number of experiences where it's gone from an idea that came from some learnings from a tweet. And then we were able to learn, listen and learn about, you know, how we could modify that and then bring that all the way to the Super Bowl. For example, with the work that we did with Mr. Peanut for planters. The agency calls that its Vayner volume model, if I'm correct? That's right. You got it. Okay. (laughs) Why would you say there's more value in approaching creative concepts like that way versus just waiting until a campaign has run its course? You know, it certainly starts with the cohorts. And oftentimes we embrace expensive segmentation study um, where we then try to demystify the personas or some of the big segmentation groups and come up with, you know, hundreds of different micro targets and cohorts um, where we're getting to know them, understanding where, you know, what moves them um, and really using measurement to help in guiding that. And that's both qualitative and quantitative. And so this whole notion of putting things out there and finding right, knowing that that iteration process is really key is an important one. So we've done a lot in terms of our model to embrace Embrace that integrated approach. Um, and we looked really at organic content first and get a read on that. And then from there, you know, as we're, you know, investing more in paid and things like that, um, as we're seeing things that are working, we're able to then take that to new heights with our clients. Could you share perhaps how you went about that with planters? The planter story is a great one. So we started uh, some work in looking at some polls that we placed on Twitter, trying to better understand some of the uh, psychological insights of some of the customers. And so I'd love to ask you guys. So if you are presented with a container of mixed nuts, are you team one, meaning you're picking your favorite nuts out of the mixed 
container or are you team all? So you pour it into your hand, you throw it back, you're not removing any of the nuts, you're not celebrating your favorite one, you're just taking it all in. I'm definitely team one. You're team one. Okay, what do we got, Damien? I think I'm team one. I'll get the cashews, you know. Oh yeah, same. I'll go same. for the cashews. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I is that bad? I have to say, no, it's not it's not bad, it's not good, but I am definitely team all. Oh, really? And so, you know, it's it was interesting to put that poll out there and to see those that sided with team one and those that sided with team all. And we put this out there during a contentious time. It was during the elections and there was a lot of division going on, especially in the United States. We presented to planters this whole idea of let's really lean into this for a Super Bowl. And there was a sense of like, what are you talking about? There's enough division in the country. Do we really need to be coming up with something that's going to intensify that? And we came up with this idea around a roast for Mr. Peanut as well as a part of it, bringing in some comedy, some levity. We had actually killed Mr. Peanut the year before, so time to bring him back. But just to show that we went all the way from a tweet, a single tweet, some insights, you know, continued to massage that idea and then, you know, take that to the the boardroom, essentially, but not the other way around. Typically, super Super Bowl ads are created by a group of us, but we don't really know if it's something that's going to move the consumer or not. And so we try to, you know, kind of reverse the thinking and to be able to bring that intelligence to our customers so they can make the right decision. And in this case, it was it was something that was incredibly successful. Uh, we look at sales as being the ultimate measure. There's lots of different measurements out there. We think the only one that really matters is sales of the product. Okay, wait, though, I need to know now. What was the majority, team one or team two? There's more of the team one. And that's because I think there's one, and I'm going to screw up the name. I think it's the Brazilian nut, is it? That there are many folks that are not in love with that particular nut. I think that holds them back from being the team all is what I've heard. I don't know if it's a a fact or if it's just lore. You guys are probably more in the lead in terms of your decision versus the team all. I really don't like that Brazil nut. My grandmother was a huge fan of that nut. She would have been you know, team one picking that one out, which is really odd. But anyway, that's, that's for another time. But this, this is interesting. This whole approach is, is quite democratic. And I suppose digital media and social media has allowed for this kind of form of consumer centric storytelling to your earlier point. It's not top down anymore. It's not boardrooms deciding what creative should work. It's kind of driven by the consumer. And that that really is part of your MO, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. No, because I think most brands, what they're fighting now is is relevant. So how can they be relevant? How can they be telling things that are engaging? And attention is fleeting. So what can we do that's, you know, sort of thumb stopping and to the point about how do we then take that storytelling and we can move it up from social. We think social is the starting point and it is where brand is built. But then you can bring it into streaming and into linear in a way that's much more agile and allows you to move in a way that really connects. How are you guys thinking about AI at the agency? What can AI do for advertising creative as well as media buying? You know, I think we've been pretty loud about some of our points of view on on AI. Typically, Gary leans into everything 150%. In this instance, he's saying, hey, we all have to get on the on the AI treadmill. He thinks that a lot of people have a, a great deal of fear in the industry around, you know, what's going to happen with AI. And he says, fuck fear. <laughs> get on that treadmill. Learn as much as you can. It's going to be those that understand the limitations, but also how to embrace the technology uh, that are going to really excel in the future. Beyond AI, what other trends or platforms are driving audiences across this brave new digital ecosystem that we're talking about? 
you know, if you look at the launch of Threads, there's constantly new platforms, new opportunities for our consumers to be engaging with one another. And so we're always trying to learn and to share a bit more about like what's happening right now and how can you take advantage of a a platform that's in its infancy before all of the algorithms get solidified, before it shifts from organic to paid as well. So, for example, we've got a you know a big session with a couple hundred C-suite this week where we're just standing up pop-up learning sessions where we're teaching what we know, but they're highly collaborative sessions because our ego is not such that we pretend to know everything. Nobody does. Uh, but how can we continue to listen and to learn and to understand how the accommodation of art and science really works? And speaking of the future of the industry, I know Vayner X is very invested in finding and nurturing new talent, which you spoke to earlier. But, but can you talk to us about the importance of your residency program in bringing that new talent in, especially folks from diverse backgrounds? agencies often complain the talent pipeline doesn't allow them to hire diverse candidates and they have a hard time in discovering those. We decided to create our own pipeline. We developed something um, that we call the VaynerX residency program and it started in 2020 as strictly focusing on on media, bringing in these candidates. Some of them come straight from high school. Others come from college and they come from all different walks of life in different industries. And our belief is that if someone is curious and wants to learn, that we can help in, in teaching them all about what we do, because there isn't a place where you can learn all of the things that we're teaching right now, or it's very hard to do. And so we thought, why not stand up our own teaching program? Over 500 residents have gone through the program thus far. And they join a part of classroom style sessions. They have group projects. They have fireside chats with VaynerMedia executives and VaynerX executives. And then they also have on the job training on dedicated client accounts as well. It's a 12 week program. They are allowed to sort of try on our culture, um, learn some things. We're allowed to try them out. And we've had graduation counts as high as 92%, depending on the class. Um, and we find that 56% of those that are a part of the program identify as BIPOC. It's been really helpful. There's a lot of things changing in education right now. And so we want to help be part of the catalyst for that kind of reframing of education all up. And that's it for The Current. Stay tuned because next time we'll have Lenovo Global VP and CMO Emily Ketchen. Diversity is absolutely the cornerstone of our business and it completely allows us to stretch and adapt to values, policies, and truly the culture of our customers in the markets that we serve around the world. The Current is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Loving Caliber, and the current team includes Chris Brooklier and Kat Vesey. And remember, get on that treadmill, learn as much as you can. It's going to be those that understand the limitations, but also how to embrace the technology uh, that are going to really excel in the future. I'm Damien. And I'm Elise. And we'll see you soon.